What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Pick and Play Podcast. It's your boy, Leo. Just wanted to give everyone a heads up. We're in the middle of revamping, retooling, and reorganizing the podcast. So bear with us here a couple weeks. Things might sound a little different, uh, but hopefully at the end of this change, that'll be a good different. So hang in there with us and let's get to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast, where today we're going to be taking a walk through the NFL, a quick NFL catch you up, and as always, to break things down with me, Leo, how you doing? I'm a lot, I'm a lot older, a lot more tired <laughs> than the last time that we recorded. Wiser. <laughs> I had my 30th birthday. Um, I... I think I told you that the last time that we recorded that I was planning on getting absolutely obliterated that whole weekend. That is exactly how it went. Nice. Uh, but I'm alive now and ready to go. Nice. Um, that is good news that you made it through. And welcome to the Over 30 Club. Uh, people go, oh, you feel different after 30. And I think what immediately makes us feel that way is we get so fucking destroyed on our 30th that we're like... It sets us back, and you don't quite recover the same. But hey, you know there was a time where in college, you know you're drinking and shit in your early twenties, and then you sleep the next day till like two p.m. I don't know about you, but I I don't have that luxury anymore. Like I'm up at like nine nine thirty. At the most I can sleep in is like nine thirty. I just can't make it past it. Yeah. I'm with you, and I don't really know where that change. Maybe it's because I have to wake up so early for work every day. Yeah. The body's just trained to get up. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I used to be able to drink, and I'd just sleep till 10, 11, and yeah. then pop up and start drinking again. You know, it was nothing. But this weekend, man, it, Monday through Wednesday of last week, I was just laid up on the couch. <laughs> just wondering where I went wrong over the weekend. <laughs> well, you had a pretty decent week to kind of coast yourself into, right? Uh, what was it? Wednesday was St. Patty's Day, and then March Madness kicked right the fuck off. Um, did you fill out a bracket and everything? Oh, man. I was just talking about this the other day. This is the first year that I, I didn't fill out a bracket, and I feel like that's kind of taken away from my excitement a little bit. Oh, man. I I... I um so my cousin and my brother you know you you know both of them you you know Andy pretty well um they they actually moved out to Cali not too long ago they both came into town so it was actually my cousin's birthday on Tuesday St Patty's Day Wednesday and then you had the play in Thursday and then you had March Madness Friday through Monday I couldn't have washed up on shore any fucking harder. Uh, I, 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 I was like, man, this is like, it was hangover city and we just powered through. I had a great time with the tournament. Um, I actually, uh, one of, one of my real good friends from Cali actually moved back to, uh, to, well, moved back to Virginia. He's living with me now. Um, he played D1, uh, basketball and he, uh, we kind of put together a couple bets. We we're actually up money on the tournament, which is remarkable, um, because we, we yeah you know, everyone's getting slaughtered. But we took a couple weird bets. A little a little uh, we bet on uh, divisions to win games instead of teams, so we kind of lump things in in a different manner. Uh, but I'm having a great time with it, and 
Uh, it's sandwiched in between the NCAA news and or the NCAA tournament, which is so much fun, and the NBA trade deadline, which is upon us today, is the NFL is chugging along with a full off season, and there's a lot of movement. So we're going to take a walk through the AFC and the NFC and just kind of bring everyone up to speed quickly. If you had to have a minute, two minutes, three minutes on a team, we're going to bring you up to speed on what you need to know um, and, and how things have been progressing. And let's go ahead and start off with the AFC East uh, and at the top here, uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, no real news out of Buffalo, in my opinion. Um, this team's going to look pretty much the same they looked last year. They do sign a backup quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, which is a bit funny. But nothing really on the Buffalo front that I've seen that, that I'm keeping an eye on, except possibly losing John Brown. Anything on there you're looking at? No, I think that losing John Brown could help, it could hurt them, you know, because he's their deep threat. He stretches the field. Uh, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for what he does, but I think that he does a lot, you know, to open up room for Diggs and, you know, and those boys over there. Uh, but other than that, uh, Buffalo's a team that didn't really have any huge holes except for in the running game. Uh, I would expect them to, to attack running back in the draft. That's my expectation with no knowledge of, you know, what Buffalo's plans are. But, no, this, this should be the same team, and they were 13-3. and three, So them being the same team going into next year, it's not a bad thing. Nope. Miami, same in the division. I think the biggest thing that's going through with Miami right now is the Tua news. Are they going to trade Tua? Are they going to draft a quarterback at three? This is kind of a precarious position for them. They go 10-6 and six last year. For some reason, there's a lot of negative news coming out in Miami. I'm not really sure what could possibly generate that. Uh, this team went 10-6 and six last year and overachieved to almost everyone's expectation, including myself, who I was probably higher on them than anyone in the national media. So, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of negative news coming out, and it may be all surrounded by, uh, you know, Tua and what they're going to do at three. They could trade. There's no real movement on the trade, and we'll get to the Deshaun Watson situation later, but... Uh, Miami really for me is a team that I, I this is the question mark team of the AFC East that I'm currently watching which is you have picks you have a QB that's supposed to be pretty good coming off a major injury I'm kind of on a wait and see with Miami and I'd like them to stand pat with what they have and then rebuild with those picks Right, so they re, they signed Will Fuller to a one-year deal, mm. and that is a move that I do like. I kind of wanted Wolf, Will Fuller on the Titans, yeah. uh, just because I, I know that he's had trouble staying healthy. Uh, he had he got in trouble with the PED stuff, but that being said, like when Will Fuller is on the field playing football, he's a great receiver, and so he's someone that I really wanted, and I think he's going to help Miami a lot and help stretch in the field for them because they had a couple fast gadget guys last year, like Isaiah Ford, but. They didn't really have a, a real threat next to Devontae Parker. And, and so I, I like that pickup for them, whether it's Tua or whether it's someone else. But since you mentioned the Tua news, that's a topic that we touched on during the season when those were little rumblings and reports started coming out that Miami wanted to get a good look at Tua to see what they wanted to do. Now we're sitting here about a month, yeah, about a month away from the draft. And so I want your updated opinion. What should Miami do? Should they go ahead and... and dive back in and grab another quarterback or did you see enough from Tua I think you got to give Tua a little more time I just everything we saw out of college I just don't know if I'm 
you know, we talked about it. We had an NBA segment where we talked about it a little bit where we jumped the gun on people, on players. I don't really feel like we should be jumping the gun on Tua. Um, I think that he came off a major hip surgery. He didn't look as mobile as he did in college. He didn't look as accurate. Let's just let him settle for a little bit. I think getting Ryan Fitzpatrick out of there helps because there's a clear distinction between the two. So, you know, that's just the way it's kind of rolling for me. I, I want to see them stay put. Now, let me let me be as honest as I can. If you can trade for Russell Wilson, you have to do it. If you can trade for Deshaun Watson, you have to do it. But besides that, I'd really like them to... I, I, I don't like any quarterback besides Trevor Lawrence in this draft. I don't. I think it's fool's gold. So I would take Tua and go, look, Tua was projected to be a better prospect than any of these other quarterbacks. Just stick with what you got. Rebuild a second year. Look what happened to Ryan Tannehill. You gave up on him. It turns around. He goes to the playoffs two straight years. I I think that's got to be an indication for you that if it's not working, maybe you're not doing the right things. Didn't have a ton of weapons. Didn't have a great offensive line. Build them around them a little bit better. Let them get comfortable. I want Miami to stay pat. Okay. You know, I respect that. The, the counter-argument to that is if you're Miami, you're really a quarterback away at this point, right? Like, you, you were 10-6, yeah. and six, and I know that that might not translate necessarily completely to the next season, but you were 10-6 and six with, I'm going to call it mediocre quarterback play. Yeah. And so if, if you can raise that, you know, then – I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing if, if I'm Miami because, like you say, you got to give Tua more time. But at the same time, if you're Miami, you might not be picking in this spot again for the next uh, however many years. You know, this could be your one chance to get it right. I don't know what I would do. I guess that's why I'm not paid to be a GM. Yeah, I, I think I look at it from the perspective of do I even know if I could get it right? I drafted Tua. We were tanking for Tua. We got Tua. Now, I want to drop Tua, so I'm sure that the next guy is going to be better. I think you need to look in the mirror here. I think you need to go, we thought it would be Tua. We've seen Tua. Unless there's something behind the scenes that's so alarming, I think you got to stick it out with Tua. Here's the other thing. I don't believe the answer should be, hey, I'm just going to draft another quarterback at three. I just don't see that working with Tua on your team. If you can trade Tua, sure. You're just going to create a ton of headlines and a ton of drama. And you have a lot of holes on that team. I really think they went 10-6 and six off a really weak schedule. And they're coached really well. They played good defense. And Fitzpatrick won them some games. You really, to me, you really got to kind of revert this into a different direction. You, you need to stick with what you have. Have some continuity. Look, if you build around Tua, and it does, we, let's both say that yet last year they didn't have great quarterback play. They still went 10-6. and six. It's possible. Rebuild the rest of your fucking team and figure your quarterback out as you go. You can do that. I don't think it's wrong to do that. You can have a talented team and then draft a young quarterback and get them to work. I, I just believe in that. So that's where I sit. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think, I've seen a lot of mocks lately of uh, Miami getting uh, like a Jamar Chase or something at three, and I just think that no yeah you know I, I don't I don't know what Miami does you know like I, they have holes at, at running back and I think the O-line maybe needs a little bit more help but 
I don't think that taking a superstar receiver after you sign Will Fuller is the answer. So Miami is a team that going into the draft, I have my eyes on them heavily. Here's what I want them to do. I want them to trade down from the third pick somewhere into like eight to nine. Trade up with someone who's going to give you like a second day pick and move back a couple slots and then maybe a third day pick. Make that trade, build your depth. All right, let's move on to New England. Uh, New England spent more than anybody else this offseason, which to a lot of people is obvious. New England's roster last year was void of talent at almost every level. And the only thing they did extremely well, they had a decent offensive line and they have some talent in their secondary. But my God, you are looking at a team that is completely void of talent. You re-signed Cam Newton and Cam Newton looked like he was throwing medicine balls last year. (laughs) <laughs> what are you, I mean, I'm at the point with New England where they just signed all those free agents to bring their floor up. None of that brought their ceiling up. That was all to bring the floor up. Now, they were a 7-9 and nine team last year, so they can probably go 9-7 and seven with the additions they've made because that, that's just how void of talent that team was. Um, no wide receiver, no pass catchers whatsoever. Uh, their running backs are fine. They always have fine running backs. They lost some of their linemen. They re-signed Cam Newton. I don't see the New England Patriots as a threat to win more than 10 games. And I'll give them 10 because Bill can coach the shit out of a team. But I look at New England as a voidless team of uh, drafted talent that has none of it. And now they had to sign free agents to bring their floor up, not their ceiling. What's your take on New England? With New England is like their defense. I'm never worried about them. You know, even if the numbers show that they were average last season or what have you, the defense isn't anything that concerns me when you have Bill Belichick, right? So as long as they have talent on that side of the ball, um, I assume, and that's just me, but I assume that they'll be able to hold teams to respectable numbers. And so as long as they can score, they'll be okay. The problem is that they can't score. <laughs> and the moves that they made, I don't know if those moves are – I don't know. Like you say, they raise the floor, but how much do they raise the ceiling? I love John Smith as a Titans fan. I think that that's a huge get because I do think that Josh McDaniels is going to use him and put him in the in the situations that he needs to be used to, to be able to produce. I don't really know why they doubled down with the Hunter Henry thing. Are they trying to do the Gronk Hernandez thing again? Do you have any insight on that? Why do you go get two top tight ends? Uh, because they they like the 12 set. So, you know, uh, they like to run it big. They like a big offensive line. You can run two tight ends. Um, they'll run probably a system of one to two wide outs, two tight ends, a running back. They'll keep things compact, and they'll attack you at a 7 to 10 yard uh, so when you when you can put more people on the offensive line, you can get more creative with your zone blocking or, or whatever type of blocking scheme you're going to run. I don't want to say it's zone. Um, you can pull a lot of you can pull a lot of linemen. You can do a lot of things that involve misdirection. Move a tight end from one side of the line to the other. Fly a run, uh, flip a running back out and you know out into the slot position. Uh, put a wide receiver in motion, and at the same time, you maintain a very large base and uh, what you're presenting to the defense. So when you do that, you have more control of the zero to ten yards. Uh, with Cam Newton, I would expect actually increased rushes from Cam Newton. 
more misdirection from the offense, a simpler planned attack, uh, five yards, seven yards. They'll look at those as successes where most teams look to five and seven yard gains as not what they're trying to get. I think New England's going to try to needle and you know needle you to death, win a very controlled ball game, hold the ball for a long period of time, take offensive possessions away from you, and play solid defense. I think New England's going to get back to like 1990s football. That's where I see them, and and not not the not the uh, 49ers and the Giants of the well more of the Giants, not the 49ers of the 90s, but. Um, more of the ground and pound, dominate you up front, be big, be heavy, and lean on you throughout a game. So all of that goes to what you're saying, or what I was saying before with the numbers. Um, New England was a top 10 scoring defense last year. They ended up at seventh in the league. Uh, they were a bottom five offense in terms of scoring. Yeah. So the defense, not some I'm worried about. They're getting some guys back on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting some guys healthy this season on that side of the ball. So it, this could be a top five defense next year. But they need points. And so uh, I would expect even in the draft, they need to draft a receiver. They haven't had any luck doing that since Belichick's been there. Uh, but if they could get this offense to average, if they could get this offense from 27th to 15, 16 in that range, this could be a playoff team. Yeah, and I just don't see Bill Belichick drafting a good wide receiver. I also don't think that's in the cards for them. I think they're going to do what they do best, draft defense, draft offensive line, and start grinding through. I just think that they're going to... How much more defensive help do you need, though? Like, you, you're a top 10 defense last year, and you were missing some key pieces. Like, you're really just going to keep... And I know that this is what history suggests with New England, but, like... Fix the offense. Like, you got to fix it eventually. Yeah, I don't know if Bill necessarily knows how. I know that sounds stupid for someone that's got six rings. But Bill Belichick was always a defensive coordinator. Uh, Tom Brady took care of the offensive side of the ball. Now, Bill taught Tom everything he knows. Bill taught him the prince. In order to be good at defense, you have to understand all the intricacies of offense. Because you have to know what they're going to try to do to break your defense. So it's all principles. It's all alignment. It's all scheme. It's all knowing this, knowing that, being able to be fluid. You can't be fluid if you don't know what's coming at you. So it's not that Bill doesn't know offense. It's that he's able to scheme up defense better than he's able to scheme up an offense. And I don't think that his eye for talent on offense uh, over the last seven years, right, let's caveat this with he did draft Gronk, he did draft Aaron Hernandez. Um, they have had some offensive threats earlier in their uh, in their in their their career. Well, uh, you know, for him in New England, but I, I just don't see it. I uh, maybe they do, but you look back at their last draft picks. I think if they want to get back on the board here, they're going to go to what they do well: draft solid position, uh, draft people other than position players, and then go back to town and say, hey. I, th- I think we're good to I think we can get to 10 wins and make a playoff spot here without a quarterback mind you I don't know how well Jamari Chase does with a Cam Newton who can't get the ball 12 yards down the field so I think I think you're I think you're double-edged sword here what can you do what are you looking to do so I, I just think they're a little different they draft at 15 right and yep. we'll just hit this and then move on but 
Is quarterback something that you'd be looking at? I see a lot of Mac Jones, New England type buzz here. I don't know how well versed you are on the college quarterbacks this year. I'm not really well. I, I'll be honest with everyone. I don't follow the college game super well because it doesn't translate to the NFL. Just doesn't. I'm with you. I, I'm not a huge college football guy either. But what, this time of year, I normally figure out who the top quarterbacks. You know, I, I try yep. to figure out what names I need to be looking for. And I see a lot of Mac Jones New England stuff. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I think that they're poised to take. Cam Newton's deal is really more of a backup deal than it is a starter. I think they're poised to take a quarterback. I'm not going to be shocked if they do. Um, I think that they definitely need to. I just don't know if that's going to be their first pick or they're going to take more of a project later. Uh, the New York the Bama guys scare me. That's that's it. Yeah, Bama quarterbacks scare me because you have a you have the monsters with you on offense. Like how much is you and how much is the fact that you're playing with an all star team? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out in Miami. That's what Miami's trying to figure out. They have Tua. That's the literally what they're trying to figure out. <laughs> how much of this is who? Uh, New England Jets have done probably the most bizarre thing out of any team in this division this offseason. They have done nothing. <laughs> they have done nothing. They are 2-14. and 14. They have done nothing. They can't find anyone to take a little Darnie, and they can't put together any type of trade packages to go get a quarterback. So um, I don't really have a whole oh, lot to add for the we Jets. We can't say that they've done nothing. Like, they have done something. They, they signed uh, Carl Lawson, probably the best edge rusher that was available in this free agency class. Um, they got Corey Davis from Tennessee. Um, you know, maybe not the superstar that we thought he was going to be, but he, you know, he's nine hundred, you know, thousand yard receiver. He's going to give you some solid contributions. Yeah, Corey you don't Davis. like anything that the Jets have done. I just don't. You're two and fourteen. What did you do to get yourself another win? That edge rusher, you didn't lose. You, you just you don't have a good offensive. Your left tackle's good. The rest of your line ain't, ain't anything. You have no running backs. You have no quarterback. Your wide yes, receiver options. Tevin Coleman, depending on how you feel about him. Zero. I feel zero about Tevin Coleman or just grafting a running back. Like, that's my problem there. I'm like, that's great. So he has a name. Uh, just tell me a season where Tevin Coleman was a top 30 running back. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, great. You drafted a non-starter. Good for you. All right. Let's, uh, you know... Corey Davis, great. I, I would have liked Corey Davis on a contender, a team with nothing. I don't know. Um, you know, they scored, they had 243 points last year. Buffalo leading their division had 500. You were twice the points away and then some away from Buffalo. Corey Davis didn't get you closer. It just didn't. Yeah, no, this was the worst offense in the league last year by points scored. They were also bottom bottom six in points against. Yep. So they, they needed a they they need a full overhaul over there. You're gonna bring a coach in, you're gonna let us see what he can do. I don't really have much more to add for the Jets. You're a two and fourteen team. You've done nothing to make me think that you'll get out of the cellar besides fire Adam Gase. And I don't really believe that you've got the right people in place in your front office. We'll see. But two and fourteen and you've done really very minimal, you know, I'm gonna move it along. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move to the NF, uh, AFC North. Um, and today we're just going to cover the AFC teams. We're going to cover the NFC teams next week. We'll get a little more news in by them. AFC North. Uh, we start with Pittsburgh. 
Um, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm a little worried. <laughs> You're going to go back into it with Ben, who looked... <sighs> What's more than cooked? Uh, dead. Dead. Yeah, Ben looked yeah. dead <laughs> for most of the <laughs> second half of the year. Uh Completely fell apart after going 11-0. All their fans clamored about how they were being underrated. They turn around and get walloped by the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. The offensive line is falling apart around them. They lose their center, who might have cost them that, that, that Brown game with that first snap over Ben's head. Very unfortunate. Pouncy. Pouncy. yep. They are left and right. They just... They're aging across their offensive line, and it needs to be completely revamped. Ben has no mobility. Their wide receivers are fine, but they're not coming back with anything new. They need a running back. They really, I thought Ant-Man, who was a draft pick out of Maryland, might show up on that team. He really couldn't even get playing time. Um, The defense, which is very stout, got shredded in every which direction against uh, Cleveland. Now, a lot of Steeler fans are going to say, hey, we were banged up for that game. But the players you're missing from that game have actually walked out the door in free agency, minus Devin Bush, who will be back and patrolling the middle. And that is a big deal. But you do lose Bud Dupree. He is gone. And once they lost Bud Dupree, the pass rush did fall off. um, And it was non-existent in the playoffs for the one game they needed. So I really think that Pittsburgh's in a bit of trouble here. I think you had to re-sign Ben because there weren't many options. Look at how many teams right now are being left at the altar, unable to land a quarterback. The Bears, the Jets we talked about, Miami, they're kind of stuck with what they have. Pittsburgh took a look around. They're stuck with what they have. They went 12-4 and last year. That was the last hurrah. I look for a return to earth, a 9-7, and 7-9 to 9-7 and team next year. Hmm. Okay, I was with you all the way up until the seven-win was seven-win team part. I don't know if I see them dropping from twelve wins to seven. Uh, I don't think that they've lost that much. Uh, I know that they lost Bud Dupree, and he's a big deal for their pass rush. But this offense was still top half of the league. I, I don't expect them to fall off further. I mean, unless Big Ben continues to tank, you know. But if this is the Big Ben that we have. They can at least score some points, you know. Like, it might not be the same as, you know, 2008 Big Ben, but they can still score. Uh, and the defense was top five last year. And so do we think that Bud Dupree and Vince Williams and, you know, and the couple pieces that they missed are enough to make them a bottom half of the league defense? I I don't think it'll move them to bottom half. I just look at the trajectory of a team at the end of last year. So when when your final six games of the season i like to go how did you do at nut crunching time how did you do when the chips were on the table um and pittsburgh sat some of their starters down the stretch but lost a lot of really weird games including games to washington then they get blown you know not blown out but their defense can't hold a single candle to the browns in the playoffs and i get the banged up part i totally get that but if you want to look me in the eye and say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are the 11-0 team or the 1-5 team that finished down the stretch, I'm going to tell you that they're, more, they're closer to the 1-5 the team 
than the 11 and 0, and I believe they're somewhere in the middle, which is why I come up with a 7 to 9, 9 to 7 team. I mean, down the stretch, the final five weeks of the year, the Steelers didn't have a good game. Not one. And that worries me. You went in the offseason, you lost pieces. Yes, you're going to draft, and you're going to hope that those draft picks step up for you. But as you can see with the Titans, you can take a first-round tackle and you just fall off the map. So That's a low blow. You didn't have to do that right there. <laughs> well, you didn't have to bring that up. That's, that's what it can be, though. Like, that's what it can be. So I I don't tend to go, hey, they're going to retool in the draft and that's going to pull them out of the purgatory they're spinning towards. I think that if you look at people inside the organization and the media around them, they're on the same boat. They feel the same way. They, they, They feel like this team is a little stuck and not really, not really getting into that second level. And we'll see. Ben could come out losing weight, look leaner, be fresher. He looked banged up. I know that he threw for 500 yards in the playoff game. I get it. He also threw, what, four picks. That's why he had to throw for 500 yards. He looked awful at times. He looked tentative at times. And one thing that's undeniable, he can't move. Offensive line is starting to slow down, and he can't move. That's just where I sit. I think that that is... Without doubt, you know, like if I have to see, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan and I have to see Mason Rudolph take one more snap, I'm probably jumping off of my yeah. first. Like, we've done this a couple times now. Uh, Mason Rudolph, I, I know that he was an interesting prospect coming out in the, in the draft, but I, I think it's time to admit that you need to vote on that one and get Ben in shoes. Yeah, it's time to, in my opinion, it's time to go get another quarterback uh, just for a backup. So, uh, next team in the north, we have Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> Can I stop you before you even get into your Baltimore shit? Yeah. I've got to ask you a question. Yep. What do you think, and I know you have a strong opinion on this one way or another, but what do you think of all the, the, the people saying the rumblings that receivers just don't want to go to Baltimore? And I know that, you know, I know that you're probably going to say that it's okay because, the, you know, the system that you use isn't, you know, isn't, one that needs a, a big time receiver, but I am of the opinion that you guys need a big time receiver. So tell me what you think about this position. All right, this is a long-standing issue back from when Terrell Owens flat out re- refused to come to the Ravens to play for Joe Flacco. Now, did Terrell Owens miss out on a Super Bowl ring because of that? Yep. So fuck him, and uh, <laughs> we can move along from there. Saying this isn't new. Wide receivers know they're not going to get. 12 recept- 12 targets in a game. You're just not. Um, one thing I can tell you is the Ravens, over the last two years, well, really since Lamar took over, no one has scored more points than the Ravens. No one. So uh, you can go, hey, I want to play in an offense that puts up points. Well, okay, well, they put up more points than everyone by 49. They have 49 more points over the last two years than anybody else. Um, yeah, you're not gonna get your uh, you're not gonna get a 1500 yard year. You could easily get a thousand yards easily. Um, I don't believe the narrative so much. I think that the Ravens don't value the wide receiver position all that much. So a good example, T.Y. Hilton. The rumor comes out that the Ravens offered him more money. Now that is true without knowing any more details. 
The Colts offered him a one-year, $10 million deal. The Ravens offered him a three-year, $16 million deal. So while the Ravens did indeed offer more, they didn't offer more per year. And that's the difference. And it's a fun narrative, right? Oh, this team can't find wide receivers. You're right. It's not stopping them from winning, though. When I look at the games... Don't you think when it comes to nut-crunching time in the playoffs, though, Lamar needs the guy that he can go, hey, I know that you are going to be my guy. I know that if I throw the ball to you, it's either going to be a completion or an incompletion. Like, I don't think you guys have that guy. I I think you need that guy. I think Mark Andrews is that guy. And I think that you can use the tight end. And the way we use Mark Andrews is like a thousand yard receiver. So I think that really here's my view on the Ravens offseason. And anyone who knows me knows I have not changed this stance. When the season ended, the first thing I wanted was the entire passing game staff dissolved and, and, and torn apart. I wanted everyone involved with the passing game. Wide receiver coaches, passing game coordinator, passing game assistant. I wanted them all gone. Greg Roman? No. I'm okay with Greg Roman under one condition. Someone else has to come in and say, Greg, I'm designing your passing plays. You design the offensive line and the run plays and the cadence, but your wide receiver tree and routes is fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. Kurt Warner's done a breakdown. A lot of people have done breakdowns. Brian Baldinger. The theme remains the same. These wide receiver trees are so rudimentary, and they're often overlapping. And what that means is you'll have two wide receivers or a tight end and a wide receiver, two pass catchers, often in the same area as a first read. And that mucks the entire area up because that means you have two defenders and another offensive player and possibly help over to that side all in one area you're trying to throw the ball. So I wanted them to gut, and I didn't want any internal hires, gut that whole thing. Here's the next thing I wanted. I wanted a brand new offensive line, okay? Your left tackle broke his ankle and was down the whole year. Your center cost you a Patriots game because he snapped the ball around Lamar four times. Cost you many games because of that. Your left guard's good. Your right guard's trash. Your right tackle was trash because your right tackle was playing left tackle. Then at the end of the year, your right tackle, Orlando Brown, comes out and says, hey, I really want to play left tackle. My dad played left tackle. He wanted me to play left tackle. This is not about money. This is about what my dreams are. My dream was to make the NFL and play a left tackle. I have no problem with what Orlando Brown is saying and doing. Chase your dreams, young man. Go for it. You earned it. You played very well at left tackle. So if you're the off the Ravens right now, you have a left tackle coming back with a broken ankle. We'll see how he does. He's really, really good. Ronnie Stanley's really, really fucking good. Your, le- your left guard is really good too. You have no center, no right guard, no right tackle. I don't care who you're throwing the fucking ball to. If the entire right side of your line is a leaking sieve and your pass routes are shit, I don't care who's out there. You're going to get fucking crushed. And we see that in the playoffs over and over. And so I really wanted two things before I even wanted a wide receiver. I wanted a brand new offensive line, and I wanted the entire coaching staff fired. Well, guess what? They fired the offensive coaching staff almost immediately after the season. Traded their wide receiver coach to Houston. Houston, who signs that minority player 
ends up giving the Ravens two third round picks. That's the new rules. So the Ravens got rid of their wide receiver coach, who, David Culley, who the fuck is that? He goes, they get two third round picks. So you revamp that whole coaching staff. Mind you, the people they brought in were all external. They didn't promote anyone internally on that side. Exactly what I thought a smart organization would do. They managed to turn a negative into a positive by getting two third round picks. And they immediately go out and sign Greg Zeitler to play right guard. You still need to figure out your right tackle. You still need to figure out your center. To me, these are the steps I take before I even look at wide receiver. Uh, They've taken them. Now I would start to turn my eye a little towards it. But I'm not overpaying for one. I've drafted a lot of talent. I think that if I redo my coaching and I redo my offensive line, that I can make it work. I'm going to be honest with you. That's where I wanted them to go. The Ravens are doing exactly what I want. And now I want them to sign a defensive end. But that's it. I, like, I, I can't stress it enough. I've been very vocal on Twitter. The Ravens chasing wide receivers is fool's gold. Doesn't translate to wins. They necessarily need to go out and spend, you know, $30, $40 million on a receiver. Like, I, I don't think that they should have given a big bag to Kenny Galladay or something. But when you see, like, Juju takes a one-year, $8 million deal to go back to Pittsburgh, that's someone where I look at the Ravens and go, look, this is a big-bodied guy, a guy who's a good possession guy. He could help Lamar. It, the, the number wasn't ridiculous. He's good in the blocking game. Like, why wouldn't you go try and get a Juju? And no. I don't even know if Juju would go to Baltimore, but I'm just saying. We tried. You know, and that's the other thing. It's oh, not that okay. – and that's why I go, look, we did the moves I wanted to see, and now we're looking for a wide receiver. If the wide receiver is – Juju Smith-Schuster goes back to Pittsburgh. For One million was the difference. I just think that he goes up. I'll take a one-year deal, and then I'll re I'll, I'll re up somewhere else. I think the Ravens will still be in on him next year. T. Y. Hilton, the Ravens were on. We just didn't want to pay him ten million dollars. Yeah, no, no. T. Y. is not one that I would be in on it. I think the Ravens need that big-bodied guy. You know, like I, I don't want to see any more little guys catching passes from Lamar. Well, I think that you may see that here in a trade, and and you still have Brown. And, and the Ravens make a lot of their moves post-draft. So I think that really for the Ravens, and this is the last bit and we'll move it along, I think the Ravens have two needs left. They need to fill their defensive end first and wide receiver second. I, I don't view the wide receiver position as what held us back the last couple of years. I think the offensive line held us back last year, big time. And I think our offensive schemes held us back. But... For the most part, I don't really see a huge correlation. Uh, now, you can say Stefan Diggs in Buffalo helped them to a bunch more wins, but really Josh Allen's development did that. Uh, you can look at DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. He does not help them put wins on the board. There are a lot of big-name wide receivers throughout the history who have not um, – not 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 made it happen so let let's push on from the ravens uh there is breaking nba news what you got all right so this just in the bulls have landed nikola vucevic from the orlando magic um let's see the deal is nikola vucevic and alfaruk aminu for auto porter wendell carter jr and two first round picks what Uh, this is a huge addition for chicago who is now in pursuit of alonzo ball so the Magic received two first-round picks. Wendell Carter, a nice little developmental center here. He's a lottery pick just a year or two ago. And Otto Porter for Vooch, uh, for Vooch rather, who 
I mean, wasn't raising really their ceiling. So I, I think I like this deal for Orlando. I love this deal for Orlando. Picks in a developmental center. The or, that means Orlando's about to just dump dump everything. Aaron Gordon's yeah, going to be yeah. gone. This team's going to be vacant. Okay, that's it's good to know. It's fire sale time in Orlando. It's fire sale time. Okay, that'll be great. We, we will have an NBA pod tomorrow to break down the rest of these trade news as they come through. Uh, we'll call them out here. Uh, Cleveland Browns, next team in the division. Uh, for me, Cleveland's kind of doing what they're doing. I don't really see any big change from what they're doing in the offseason. I don't think they need to do any big change. I think this is a team that you're going to stick the course, keep rebuilding. Uh, you have cap space. You have draft picks. You were a playoff team that won a game. I think you're just you're cool going back in with retooling a couple minor positions. Uh, defensive backside needs some help. The defensive line is really good. Uh, interior could use some help. Uh, the edge edge is great. Your offensive line is solid as fuck. Your wide receiver options are great. Your running back options are the best in the league. Your quarterback could use an upgrade, but you'll probably address that next year. I think the Browns are just steady Eddie, staying the course here, and I don't I don't have any big comments for what they've done. I don't either. Uh, the one question I would ask is, given how the offense took off in the second half of the season last year, is it would it be wise to trade Odell now while he probably got some value and you know try to retool with some picks? Uh, but other than that, I like what the Browns are building there. I, I wouldn't change too much personally, and you know, I, I don't think that there's much that needs to be done there. I, I just might personally explore an Odell trade to pick up some draft picks, but that's just me. Yeah, your defense could use some work. You did finish last year, even though they went eleven and five. They finished with a minus eleven run differential. Um, they're all def- yeah, the defense actually didn't rank that well. It was twenty first in the league. No, the only thing the defense can do is rush the passer. So you really need to retool that somewhat. So maybe trade Odell for some pieces. But the Browns are in a good position with cap space, draft picks, and 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 honestly, I think Stavansky's the right coach, which I haven't been able to say for Cleveland for twenty years. So. Congrats to you. Doesn't that feel weird? Giving it's, them all that props? Yeah, I know. I, they, they've earned it, you know, even though they're pieces of shit. Uh, Cincinnati, um, look, if you don't know who the Bengals are, let me help you. They don't sign free agents. They don't make trades. They keep on keeping on. Cincinnati Bengals are going to retool through the draft. Hopefully Joey Burrow gets some help. I don't think the head coach is any good. We'll see what happens there. Uh, they go 4-11 and last year. There was some excitement. Joe Burrow coming off an ACL. I think this is another team that you've just got to see what you draft, see what you turn in, and see how Joe Burrow develops. Or you could be looking at a top pick next year. Yeah, they need to revamp the offensive line in a bad way. They should use their top five pick on a tackle, I think. you got to help out Joe Burrow if you can. I'm a little confused why a defense that was bad last year let go of one of the better pass rushers in the league last year, but I guess that's just a you're not raising our ceiling type of move. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what the Bengals are doing, but I don't pretend to know what, what their logic is. So I, I guess, like you say, I expect them to be drafted in a similar position next year. I just hope that they get Joe Burrow some protection. That way he's not getting his ass whooped out there like he was last season. Yeah, uh, this is why Marvin Lewis deserves a head coaching job because he was able to take this franchise and make them relevant since he's left there back to the gutter where they'll remain. All right, let's flip over to the AFC South. Uh, Top of the top. Shout out, Nip. Tennessee. Uh, Boys. Your Titans, they've lost pieces. They haven't added anything. How you feeling? Man, Uh, mixed mixed feelings for me uh, on the offensive side of the ball I would say I'm much more concerned on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball 
on offense, they let go of Corey Davis. They let go of Adam Humphreys. They let go of John Smith. Uh, all three people who going into last season were starters on this team. And so that's concerning because they haven't really filled those voids with anyone worth writing home about. Uh, they did sign Josh Reynolds, big-bodied receiver from the Rams, but he's in his fourth year already. I don't know how much we can expect from him. Um, so, I, you know, on the, on the offensive side of the ball, I am concerned. Uh, this was one of the better offenses in the league last year, and the front office responded by blowing the offense up. So <laughs> I don't really know what to expect there. But on the defensive side of the ball, this was one of the worst third-down defenses in NFL history, not just in the league last year, in NFL history. And they responded by cutting the starting safety, Kenny Vaccaro. They cut the two top corners, Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler. Um, Moves all over the place. Uh, They responded by signing Benico Autry and Bud Dupree. I know Bud Dupree is the, the name that's gotten all the highlights, and rightfully so. I'm yep. excited to finally have a pass rusher in Tennessee. We haven't had a real one of those in a while. Yep. But Danico Autry was kind of the signing that got me going a little bit. You know, I got excited for that one because, he, you know, he was on the Colts new line last year, and so I got to see him twice. You know, I've been seeing him twice a year since he's been in Indianapolis. And he's a really disruptive defensive lineman. Like, he gets into the backfield. He, he pressures the quarterback. I think he's had at least, like, seven sacks in three of the last few years, you know. And, and he's the guy that's going to open things up for Jeff Simmons, our, you know, our star defensive lineman. Uh, I've heard rumblings about Jadavian Clowney coming back on a on a maybe a two-year deal. And if, if they're going to add Clowney, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, and probably draft someone to, to help that group out, I'm feeling a lot better about the defensive side of the ball. Now, with the corners, they signed Janoris Jenkins, older veteran quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I, From what I've read, he excels in man coverage, which I guess is what the Titans want to try and do this season. Uh, but corner is still a big, big hole, big hole. So the Titans need desperately to pick up a corner and a wide receiver in this draft. I don't really like relying on rookies too much for a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs. So... I'm not feeling that great. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna. I'm not feeling that great. The defense definitely went up, but the offense, I think, is a lot worse than it was. Well, the good news is, I, th- I I'm, I'm in agreement with where you're at. Uh, here's the good news: as we go through the rest of your division, we don't find anybody who did anything spectacular. Uh, we can flip to the Indianapolis Colts, who trade for Carson Wentz. Um, there's some familiarity with Frank Wright. I have seen some of the dumbest, absolute, skyscraping, stupid remarks from uh, media outlets that post this picture with Carson Wentz and then all the skill position players of Indianapolis and go, man, Carson Wentz has an arsenal of weapons. And you're like, you mean the exact... Michael Pittman? You mean the exact same Colts offense that was there last year? Like... So you're saying that Carson Wentz is a dramatic upgrade over Rivers? Yeah, and hard pass on that fucking one. So I think Indy got dramatically worse this year by not moving forward. Uh, That's how I feel. I think that Indy, what Indy did is the Cardinals sin in football. They ran it back. They really didn't change much. They got worse at quarterback. And everywhere else, they kind of stayed pat. So... We'll see, Indy. You were an eleven and five team that really didn't threaten a playoff contender. Um, so you're back. I see this as Tennessee's division to lose. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, and next team up, 
Okay. Deep breath, everybody. The Houston Texans. I only have one opinion on the Deshaun Watson situation. And that is, don't have an opinion. (laughs) Right. I'm with you on that. I'm not saying shit and I'm not thinking shit. You can't. You if this is like a a landmine all around you, just stay put until help arrives. When we get more information, then have your out of the world take. Reminder: This is not a criminal suit. This is just civil. Meaning, even if he settles, there are no charges, which means that he's not guilty of anything. Keep that all in mind. This is dangerous. Besides that, Houston has done absolutely nothing to get better in any way, shape, or form. They've got 50 running backs, which I guess will be great when one of them has to play quarterback. They have David Culley, who was the wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator in Baltimore. Uh, You may remember David Culley from one specific step. Do you remember the Kansas City Chiefs the year that their wide receivers had zero touchdowns? It was without. Was there, was it, did they have like Dwayne Bow back then? Yeah, it was. It was with Alex Smith, and they yes, made the yeah. playoffs. They had zero touchdowns. He was the offensive coordinator. That's who. <laughs> that, that's who you. And he was just with the Ravens, who wide receiver, you know, skeleton yard. So that's who your head coach is. Your quarterback will probably be most likely suspended, regardless. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, both had situations where there were no criminal charges filed. They still got suspended. Expect Deshaun to still get suspended. Um, and so your team went four and twelve. Deshaun Watson went thirty-three touchdowns. Uh, was it like not eight picks, nine picks, and you still went four and twelve? Congratulations, Houston! You will be at the bottom of the NFL for many years to come. Round of applause. Uh, let's talk Can about. Just give a, a quick shout out to my dude Bill O'Brien. I just want to shout <laughs> yeah. him out real quick. That's my guy. If you see Bill O'Brien at a bar, buy him a, a beer, <laughs> yeah, buy I him know. a whiskey. That's my boy. That's all I want. to Yeah, say. that because that's that's all where it is. So. Uh, next team in that division, Jacksonville. Um, all right, Jacksonville, you went one fifteen. Um, yeah, that's it's it. Really, to be determined, right? Like we can't really say anything until they draft their quarterback and you know yada yada. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence, and we're going to see how it does. They he has weapons there. They have no offensive line. They have no defense. This team gave up 492 points on defense, the most in their division, the most in the AFC, and at the same, well, I think the second most behind, um, uh, no, they gave up more points than the Jets. So they gave up 40 more points than the Jets. They scored 300 points, which was 60 more than the Jets, so congratulations on that. Uh, Difference of 186, this team isn't close. Uh, Now, you know what, Jackson, will pat yourself on the back. Houston looks like they're going to make themselves more of a dumpster fire, and you may be able to get out of that cellar. Good for you. You know how I feel about Jacksonville. I don't want to waste any of my breath talking about them, but I do have one question. Urban Meyer, good hire, bad hire? How do we feel about Urban Meyer? Zero on Urban Meyer. Zero. I don't know shit. Uh, College and pros do not translate. Um, it's a whole new ball game up here. He instantly got in trouble for hiring. Uh, remember that coach that had uh, like a yeah, shit. Right. Okay. So good start. Um, 
you're going to draft Trevor Lawrence and then you're going to, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Good fucking luck. You have a 1-15 in 15 team that's mostly void of talent. Good fucking luck. Uh, Lawrence needs to be Andrew Luck for them to have a, a chance at anything. Yeah. And, and it's still a tough division. You know, there's still good coaching in Tennessee and Indianapolis. So I just think you're a bottom dweller there regardless. Uh, the, the, and at last, last division here before we go, AFC West. We have uh, at the top of the top, Kansas City. Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl. The offensive line completely gets destroyed. Uh, and then in the offseason, they let every single one of their tackles go, every single one of their linemen go, and they replace them with essentially five guards. They've really drafted, they've really just signed guards and guards and guards and guards. Um, even Kyle Long, who came out of retirement to play for them, uh, it looks like he's going to be positioned to be the right tackle or right guard. So your biggest fatal flaw last year was your offensive line fell apart and you've done nothing really to... You've done nothing <laughs> to fix that. So I'm interested to see what Kansas City does. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect too much of a fall off. You have Andy Reid as your coach. The defense is starting to fall apart on you and the offensive line is starting to fall apart on you. You got to fix one of the two if you're going to be a perennial winner. This is why uh, it is tough to win in the NFL. It gets expensive, and you got to get creative. So we'll see what happens there. But Kansas City, I don't really have much to add on what they're doing, except I'm, I'm watching their offense and their defense. They definitely knew that their offensive line had big issues because I read the other day that Trent Williams, a big time tackle that we signed with San Francisco, yep. uh, he said that he thought that he was on the way to Kansas City. Uh, but then, you know, for whatever reason, I guess the money just didn't work in his favor. Kansas City can't have much money to play around with because of what their roster looks like. Uh, but, yeah, Trent Williams said that he thought that he was going to be a Chief, but at the last second, the 49ers stepped up and he stayed a 49er. I'm sure the Chiefs wish that they had a couple more dollars to throw at him because that would have been huge. Yeah, they're probably going to have to end up re-signing a lot of the people they let go for less money, which is a good deal for the team. But we're just the only thing to track for Kansas City right now is what they do with the offensive line. Three teams left on this list, and the next one is a literal black hole. The 8-8 eight eight perennial Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they do something I didn't expect. They release their entire offensive line, which was a really good unit last year. Uh, they make Mariota take less money. They still have Derek Carr. They have a running back room that I don't understand fully uh, in terms of you needed other things. Why did the money go there? Your defense is an absolute sieve. Uh, and John Gruden really seems only capable of coaching exceptional offense. So Raiders 8-8, eight and eight, That's that sounds right to me. Yeah, um, I'm struggling to understand why they got rid of their Pro Bowl captain center Rodney Hudson they just sent him to Arizona just here you go you guys can have him <laughs> I know uh I've been struggling to understand why you blow up your offensive line uh because that you know from all the people that are really smart with football you know the offensive line seems to be the most important unit on the field uh why why would you blow that up I, I don't understand I don't pretend to understand what Mike Mayock is doing over there uh yeah I don't know bro why would you do that no idea. I couldn't even fathom what's happening in the black hole, and that's why we're going to stay away from it. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers of Justin Herbert, 
Um, big thing for them, really, this offseason is I want to see them retool their offensive line. They, they, they did the thing they needed to do and moved on from Anthony Lynn, which... Your boy. My God. Just for fuck's sake. That was like two years overdue, but whatever. You let that ha- you, you let that go on. It costs you game after game after game. You finally move on from him. You're going to let Justin Herbert's talent shine. Uh, this is a team I expect actually to compete with Kansas City the entire the entire year. Yeah, they they got um, they got uh, why am I forgetting his name? Fuck, Justin Herbert. They got Justin yep. Herbert some help on the offensive line. Uh, they signed Corey Lindsley there to play center. Um, I would expect more help to come on the offensive line. They signed Jared Cook to you know replace Hunter Henry, give him another big option in the receiving big body. Game. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. They they signed a couple offensive linemen. I don't know all of them by yep. name, you know, but I do know Corey Lindsley. So anything that helps out Herbert is uh, an up arrow in my eyes. You got the franchise now. Let's help them out. Yep, and another thing with that with the Chargers is uh, they are one of the front runners in the Orlando Brown trade, which would get them a good left tackle, and they have picks and they have talent to move. So just something to keep an eye on there. Um, I wonder if a little Mike Williams, yeah, you know, like Mike Williams in Baltimore, I would like that. He's the type of receiver that I want you guys to get. I think that Orlando Brown will be traded for either a D end or a wide receiver. I think that's how they're going to fill that hole. Yeah, I, w- I would like receiver. Last team that we're going to bring up. Oh, sorry, last team that we're going to bring up here. The Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos probably got screwed over by injuries and COVID more than any team in the NFL last year. All things considered. They start the year with Von Miller blowing his leg out. That sucked. They go through a stretch of getting hurt and multiple players on their team getting COVID to the point that they have zero quarterbacks to start a game. That's kind of the story of the Broncos last year. Talent in a lot of positions. Offensive line is okay. I'm now moving on from Drew Locke and the limited I saw. I would like him, and what I mean is, I'll see Drew Locke for another six games, and then that's the end of that. Um, I, I, I don't really have much to add with Denver, except they re-signed Von Miller. They're going to go back at it. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They just got absolutely fucking crushed by COVID and injuries last year. So, you know, they lose Sutton at the beginning of the year. This was a team that just got absolutely devastated. So I don't have too much on the Broncos. I think they could be a little bit of a sleeper team because everyone coming back from injury. But there's no guarantees in the NFL. So, No, the Broncos, they're a team that until they figure out the quarterback position, I, I can't get too excited about them. But like you say, they have a lot of talent. It's just... Do you have the person that can get the talent the ball? And I, like you, was on the Drew Lock train. I'm not hopping all the way off yet, but, like, my bags are packed, you know, and I'm looking at the stops here. Like, I, I'm, I'm about to get off. Uh, so I, I guess we're going to see. But Denver has been rumored to be one of those Deshaun Watson teams. And I will just say if they land Deshaun Watson, uh, that's a whole different conversation now with Denver. Because they have the running back. They have the receivers. They have a decent line. Uh yeah, I, I think they, they just need to – they need to go in on Deshaun if they can. Go all in. Fuck it. Any team that lands Deshaun most likely becomes at a floor playoff team at a ceiling Super Bowl team. So. Right. 
just to keep in mind. All right, that is a quick wrap-up of the AFC and the NFL. Any parting thoughts, Leo? No, I, I'm really hoping that the Titans aren't done in free agency. They don't really have much cap room, but uh, I need another receiver. I need corners. They got me stressed out right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think that most of the deals are done. You're gonna Now what we do is we wait for the draft, and then... So here's the thing, after the draft, everyone fills needs. And then everyone who's a free agent has to take way less money. That's what everyone's... All the smart teams now, pretty much waiting for that period of time. So uh, I think that's where we're at. Um, that does it for us uh, with the Pick and Play podcast. You can find me at Pick and Play 37 online. You can find Leo, uh, Pick and Scroll. Um, we will be dropping a NBA pod tomorrow, probably an NFL pod, an NBA pod next week. We already had some NBA news, but we're going to bring you full coverage of what it means and for everyone tomorrow or over the weekend. So keep an eye out for that. And as always, stay safe out there. We're almost through the pandemic. Peace.